Many young men don't understand that the risk of rejection is part of making the first move. And because they don't understand this, the moment they're declined, they become bitter, which makes them less confident and less attractive. Some guys feel as if they're entitled to a yes simply because they asked. But if you can't take no for an answer, then are you really being brave or are you just being manipulating? Welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes. I'm a Catholic lay missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. In this episode, I figured we could talk about something that's a little lighter than usual. Nothing too theological or philosophical, but something that's a little more practical and casual. I figured that we could take some time together to talk about dating. Now, here's the thing. I think Dating is an experience or a phenomenon that we easily relate with, that we easily connect to, and it's so easy to root for. That is why we write songs about love, and that is why, particularly romantic love, right? That is why we watch movies about romance and uh, the beginning of a budding relationship. Beginning na budding pa, no? Now, you might be asking, okay, but why are we talking about it here at Not So Secular? Well, a couple episodes back, I published some content about marriage. Of course, from the perspective of faith, we view marriage as more than just a human institution, that there is something sacred about the bond of marriage and that we would all benefit from having a greater appreciation or at least a truer appreciation of what marriage is and what marriage is supposed to be. But the reality is people don't start out marriage. We start out dating. We start out getting to know someone. And this idea of a life vocation, whether you're called to um, the, the, the married vocation or being a priest or being a nun, the religious life, this is something that's very important to us as Catholics. And if you're not a Catholic, well, now you know. And uh, I sincerely believe that the world will be better off. This country will be better off if everyone who professed their faith lived it out in their love for their family. But like I said, we don't start out married nor engaged. We start out dating, at least for the people who are called to the married vocation. And part of the problem is that we are not taught how to date anymore. And I don't mean taught as in lecture type, you know, um, seminar type, how do you date, do this, do that. Not in that, no, not, not in the way in a parang pickup artist also. Not in that way. What I mean is that how do we model this to others? Um, how do we model this as men and women to the younger boys and girls who will be dating in the future, or at least will be trying to date in the future? And how do we model this responsibly? Because if we don't model this responsibly, and if we don't talk about this in our dinner conversations, in our conversations with our friends and with our family, of course, you know, age appropriate, um, it it people are bound to make mistakes. And people are bound to make mistakes when you do guide them. How much more when you don't guide them? And I figured that at least I could offer a little a little insight, you know, on, on some of these matters. I don't consider myself the expert, but I do have a lot of experiences hearing stories from different people in my 10 years of being in the youth ministry. And if there's anything that you will see in the youth ministry, or at least will experience in the youth ministry, is that you can't stop them from dating, even though it's not always a good idea. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Anyway, I'd like to give some of my personal insights, personal opinions on the matter. I want to frame this through three 
questions that have been asked directly to me or have been raised in one form or another. The first question is, what is the difference between courtship and dating? The second question is, what good is courting someone if you're only putting your best foot forward? The third question is, is it okay for the woman to initiate the dating relationship? So I want to answer these questions from my experience and from my insights. And I also want to hear from you. You know, uh, we could talk about this in our group. We have our Facebook group called Not So Secular Discussions and Questions. The link to that is in the description. Or you could send me a message on my Instagram. That would be a great way for us to connect. Let me know what you think. Maybe some of your insights, some of your opinions could be the seeds for another episode that we could do together to get into further discussion. I think that would be super great. But before we get to the rest of the content, I want to say a special shout out to Ro Conroy who gave a donation at ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com slash not so secular. She gave generously and I would like to honor her for doing so. If you would like also to give and help support what we're doing here on this podcast, you can do that by going to ko-fi.com slash not so secular. That's ko-fi.com slash not so secular. Okay, let's begin. First question, what is the difference between courtship and dating? Now, of course, the context that we're talking about here is in a romantic relationship. And I also want to clarify that when we talk about courtship, we don't mean it in the Western way because there are different connotations that come along with the word courtship. Of course, we're talking about the specific context of us here in the Philippines. Filipino, The Filipino idea of courtship that is tied together with kundiman, panliligaw, at pamamanihikan, that it's, it's, it's very deeply rooted into our culture and it might carry different connotations as when the word courtship is used in a, in a Western context. Right? So I think that's very important for us to at least clarify here before we talk about the differences. Now, okay, let's start with definitions. What do we mean by dating and what do we mean by courtship? Let's start with dating. Dating is all about getting to know the other person. Okay? Yun yung halaga. Getting to know. It could start with the first meeting, you know, maybe it's the first time that you're seeing the other person, but as long as there is a clear intention of getting to know the other person and seeing if there is a possible future between the two of you, then that is dating. You know, because we have the context of speed dating or blind dating. In those types of dates, you don't know the other person. Kaya nga siya blind date. Eh. You don't know who you're meeting, but you are trying to get to know the person in a specific context. And that is with, with these kinds of activities. Now, Dating, however, continues on, okay? So even if the two of you are exclusively dating already, you are in an exclusive relationship already, dating continues. That is why um, speed dating and blind dating, you know, they're meeting the person for the first time, but you, if you know someone, if you are with someone that you've been together for five years now, you still continue to date. You still ask the other person, would you like to go out on a date? Um, maybe we could, we could meet together at this place and so on. And that is part of the dating process, right? You, you do activities together. You spend time with each other. You talk with one another because you want to get to know the other person. That is the, the important aspect of dating. You're getting to know the other person. Now, it's more general, right? Pwedeng may label na and you're dating. Pwedeng wala pang label and you're dating. But oftentimes, it's mutual. Kahit magkaiba ng level ng commitment. Now, that is dating, okay? Getting to know and oftentimes, there's a mutual understanding, even if sometimes, oftentimes, the commitment is still shallow. Now, 
let's talk about courtship. Like I mentioned, it, it comes with this idea or the Filipino custom of panliligaw. Okay? But I, the thing about courtship is, it's all about having the clear intention to pursue a committed relationship. Okay? Not just getting to know, but the clear intention, that's one, to pursue, that's two, a committed relationship. Kailangan kompleto yung tatlong parts na yun. So there are two sides to this. There's the manliligaw at yung nililigawan. Traditionally, it's the guy na nililigaw, it's the girl na nililigawan. And so you have that. Here's one difference between dating and courtship. So sa dating, pwedeng iba't ibang level ng commitment. However, there is this clear understanding that we want to get to know one another. It's mutual. However, with courtship, this could be one-sided. It's completely possible na yung manliligaw may gusto sa nililigawan niya, pero yung nililigawan niya, walang gusto sa manliligaw sa kanya. Okay? It's completely possible for the man to be head over heels for the woman and the woman to care nothing about the man. <laughs> Sadly enough. Okay? That's, that has to be clear. Because the clear intention to pursue a committed relationship comes from the manliligaw, comes from the suitor, not from the one na nililigawan. Okay? Not from the one who is being courted. So this means that in the context of courtship, it's exclusive on one side, but not necessarily on the other. In other words, yung nililigawan, traditionally the woman, okay, could have plenty of suitors, and that's fine. However, kung ikaw yung nililigaw, if you are the suitor, then you should only court one person. Don't court five people at a time because it means that you don't have the clear intention, one, to pursue, two, a committed relationship, three, okay? The thing is, when someone is being courted, that's out of their hands. They don't control who makes a move on them, but you do have control over who you make a move on. And so that has to be clear. Hindi to sweepstakes na the more the merrier, more chances of winning, di ba? Pag marami kang nililigawan. That's not how it works, okay? You're gonna end up having many problems if you try to do that. And I think this is one of the things that I've observed the most in the youth ministry because dahil nga we were not taught how to court anymore, we're not taught how to date anymore. Oftentimes, what I see in young people is that when they express their emotions to someone or confess their feelings to someone, sometimes there's this, there's this expectation already that it will be reciprocated. And when it's not reciprocated, they take it as a rejection, even though it might not be a rejection yet. It's just not an immediate response or an immediate reciprocation. Sometimes uh, I get to talk about this with different people. Diba? This is how I feel. This is this is how I feel for her and I want to say it. I want to be honest. And oftentimes when we, when we do that, the reason why we're doing that is because we want to see if the other person will respond. And that's not a bad, you know, that's not a bad motive. But if that's your only motive, then that might not be good. Because of course, you don't just want the other person to respond in a way that you would like. What you want, if you really care about the other person, is what would be best for the other person also. And so when you confess your feelings, yeah, you need to also be clear with yourself. Do you have a clear intention to pursue a committed relationship? Because if you don't have that yet, then maybe don't confess your feelings because you're just going to complicate the scenario. You're just going to complicate the, in, the environment and then you're going to complain later on about kung bakit hindi na, like, nasira yung friendship or something like that. It just doesn't work. Because there's no, one, clear intention 
Two, to pursue. Three, a committed relationship with the other person. Those three elements have to be present. And we will talk more about the process when we get to the third question. One more thing lang then before we get to the second question that I would like to say is that you know, even when the courtship ends, the dating continues. Even when the pursuit of being in a committed relationship ends, meaning nasa committed relationship na kayo, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancé, married, man and wife, the dating continues. You still, you still get to know one another but in deeper and deeper levels. Kahit tapos na kayo magligawan, dapat patuloy niyong kinikilala ang isa't isa. And that is something that is very, very important when it comes to relationships. Ang mahirap is yung hindi niyo alam kung ano kayo sa isa't isa to begin with. In other words, you don't define the relationship. Because defining the relationship clarifies the responsibilities and it clarifies the expectations. That way, you don't go overboard and you don't get burnt out because you keep on giving and giving and giving and you're not receiving anything. Or you don't become too demanding because you want to take and take and take and take even though you're not drew that what you want to be given. I've had plenty of conversations that went like that, you know? <laughs> like, I have a person sharing to me about how this this other person is treating him or treating her and doesn't like it. I, they, they thought na meron silang mutual thing and something like that. And oh, there are times when I would ask, okay, so ano ba kayo? Like, kayo ba? Or are you too exclusively dating? And when the answer is no, well, the, the, the follow-up is kind of clear. Okay, so if hindi kayo, if you're not dating, if you're not exclusively in a relationship, then why are you demanding? You need to clarify first what you are between the two of you so that the responsibilities and the expectations would be clearly set and you don't go overboard or under. But oftentimes, it's over. Hindi pwedeng puro benefits lang. Kailangan may responsibilities. Kailangan may commitment. And that is part of what makes a healthy relationship. And I'm not speaking as someone who always did this right. <laughs> Just want to put it out there. Let's head on to the second question. What good is courting someone if you're only putting your best foot forward? So there's this tweet that has been circulating recently on Facebook. And you know that something is viral if it's circulating on Facebook, even though it didn't come from Facebook. <laughs> and uh, people have been sharing it. And it goes like this. I'm going to link it in the description if you want to check it out for yourself. But it goes like this. It says, I don't find the Filipino courtship ritual genuine. It's basically love bombing and putting your best foot forward just to impress the other person and get the desired yes to your relationship proposal. The best way to pursue someone is to get real and truly get to know them. End of quote. Now, I want to ask you, do you agree with this? It's kind of tricky. No. The, the way I would answer it is, if this is how you define Filipino courtship, then yeah, no, this is not healthy. This is not good. But then again, is this what Filipino courtship is all about? Is it all about love bombing? Is it all about putting your best foot forward? Is it all about just impressing the other person just to get the yes? Is that what Filipino courtship is all about? In other words, it's not a matter of whether Filipino courtship is good or bad. It's a matter of how are we defining Filipino courtship to begin with? Because that is what will allow us to determine next, okay, is this good or bad? Depending on how we have defined the thing and if we are defining the thing accurately. Are you with me? So, here's what I've noticed. 
putting your best foot forward, that idea, okay? Oftentimes, we, we say it with a negative connotation. We don't like that. Best foot forward lang. You need to get real. You need to get honest and so on and so forth. And I agree. I agree. But the thing is, putting your best foot forward is a lot like small talk. You know how some people would say, na, like, I, I, don't, I don't like small talk. I want to skip to the deep conversations, talk about life and the universe and beliefs and so on. And of course, that sounds all romantic and smart and intellectual and so on. But small talk is not everything, okay? However, it's also not healthy to take small talk out of the equation completely. Because small talk serves a purpose. If you meet someone for the first time, you're not going to ask them about their religious beliefs or political standing. You're not, not going to ask them about what they believe about the universe, how it was made, and so on. Like, you're not going to just jump into the deep stuff right away. No, you start with small talk because that is how you engage with the other person na hindi mo pakilala, na maybe you don't trust yet to a certain extent, na maybe you're just getting to know for the first time. You start with small talk. You, you talk about the weather. You talk about the common things that you have. Oh, is this your first time attending this event? Oh, yes, this is my first time too. Why don't we spend time? together and why don't we go to this next class together or whatever something like that right? we start with small talk because it is a safer way of engaging with the other person and getting to know some of the person's interests and habits and behaviors in a manner that you don't expose yourself right away too much small talk has value now the problem is if small talk na lang kayo forever that is a problem in the same way putting your best foot forward is a problem if best foot forward na lang kayo forever. However, putting your best foot forward do have some value. There's a reason why we do it and it would be unwise for us to just take it away as if it doesn't matter at all in the same way that you would want to take away small talk as if it doesn't matter at all. For instance, okay, let's, let's take this example. Hindi ba naka-best foot forward ka naman pag may job interview ka? So dapat ba wala ng job interview? Aren't you putting your best foot forward if you're taking your entrance exams? Because you study extra for it. You take some you take some review classes and so on. That's not your natural self. You do an extra effort for the entrance exams. That's one way of putting your best foot forward. So does that mean that we shouldn't have entrance exams? Uh, don't you put your best foot forward when you apply for a visa, for example, if you want to travel to another country because you want to present yourself as someone, you know, that you have this plan, oh, everything and you, you want to get your visa approved and so on. So th- does that mean na dapat wala ng visa application? There are plenty of instances where we put our best foot forward and we don't complain about it because it's a part of how we function as social beings. Not everything can jump. Not not everyone is willing to jump right away into the deep stuff because it's you don't know the other person. <laughs> You want to get to know the other person first and you want to present a certain side of yourself also that would be acceptable. And that's not a bad thing. It becomes a bad thing if that side is the only side that you show all the time. It's not bad to put your best foot forward when you're trying to impress someone. In fact, it's natural. What makes it wrong to put your best foot forward is when that's the only foot you have in. Because that means that you're not fully stepping into the relationship. Isang paalang. If, if, if your relationship is a circle on the ground, if you only have your best foot forward inside the circle, then that's what makes it a problem. Because you're not fully inside the relationship. There's something that you're holding back from it. Yes, put your best foot forward, but make sure the other foot follows. That is very important. 
But the only way that will happen is in the context of a healthy relationship with time and respect and communication. You know, when you go through the different seasons together, that is how you get to know the other person. In the other words, friendship. Friendship is not a, a bad way to start off a romantic relationship because of friendship. Yes, sometimes you put your best forward when it comes to your friends, but in the context of friendship, the other things are bound to come out in the context of an honest friendship. And so, yeah, pakita mo kung saan ka magaling. Pero wag kang maging fake. Be sincere. The ugly parts of you will show up in time. You don't need to force yourself to get real, quote-unquote. This is also why in our modern-day healthy relationships take time. You know, it, it helps to go through the seasons. It helps when you pay attention to the little things. It helps when you watch the other person make decisions, whether that's big decisions or small decisions. And those are the things that will happen, that will come up naturally. You don't need to force it. Because if you don't believe me, think about it. What's the alternative to this objection? Now, instead of putting your best foot forward, you'll just parade around your bad habits, your bad attitudes, and see if the other person is tough enough to stay. Some people do that, you know? And that doesn't sound sincere either. <laughs> and it's not healthy. It's not a healthy way to start off a friendship. You just show them, Ito ako, I'm just being real. Take me as I am, and so on. And yeah, the, the other person is supposed, to, is supposed to love you for who you are. However, it wouldn't help to try to want to be better especially if you're doing it for another person, not just for yourself. Not, and not in the sense that you want to please the other person or you're garnering for the approval of the other person. No, it's because you want to be a better person so that you can love someone else better. That is not such a bad thing. To summarize my answer to this question, let the relationship develop organically through time and authentic friendship. It's not bad to put your best foot forward so long as the other foot follows in. So now, let's go to our last question. Is it okay for the woman to initiate the dating relationship? My short answer to this is, yeah, you know, sure. But I do want to, to quantify, okay? I do want to qualify, rather, my answer. I have two follow-up questions for the one who is asking this kind of question. First is, why? And the second is, how? Let's start with the first. Why? Okay? Because I am the type of person who is inclined toward customs and tradition. I'm a little more conservative. And I think there's a reason why we have these social patterns. I think there are real differences between being a man and being a woman. Jason Everett talks about this wonderfully. He talks about how, why is it the case that traditionally it's the guy who asks the girl out? It's not because of the patriarchy or any sort of like, power. Um, it's not because of that. No, it's because as the man, what you want to do is you want to carry upon yourself the burden of the risk of rejection. When you ask someone out, it's not an automatic yes. It could be yes or it could be no. And that is something that takes courage to do, something that takes courage to ask. What you want to do is you want to Lay upon yourself the burden of the risk of rejection so that the, the woman shouldn't have to bear that. Hindi na siya yung mag-aalala or matatakot kung hindi ba tong isang person is this being reciprocated as the guy. You want to carry that upon yourself so that if the other person says no, di ikaw yung na-reject, hindi ikaw yung nang-reject. That's very important. 
because we want to honor our partners. Or well, hindi pa pala partners at this point. Potential partners. <laughs> Many young men don't understand this. Many young men don't understand that the risk of rejection is part of making the first move. And because they don't understand this, the moment they're declined, they become bitter, which makes them less confident and less attractive. Some guys feel as if they're entitled to a yes simply because they asked. But if you can't take no for an answer, then are you really being brave or are you just being manipulating? We need to accept the reality that asking someone out, initiating, making the first move comes with the burden of being rejected. At least the possibility of being rejected. Because it's not a true yes if the option for no is not given. Ito yung totoo. Here's, here's a, the beautiful way of looking at this. Okay, If you are ready, here's how you would view it. I could get rejected, but this girl is worth the risk of rejection. If that is something that you can tell yourself, then yes, go make the first move. Make the first move. And when you get no for an answer, make sure you know how to receive that no respectfully in a dignified manner. Okay? As for, as for the ladies, you might be wondering, okay, so there's this someone, it seems like there's something, but I don't know where it's going, it's not exactly clear, and he's not stepping in, he's not making the first move, but it seems like he's treating me a little different from some of his other girlfriends, I mean, friends who are girls. And so the question to ask there is, why isn't the guy asking you out? Is it because he doesn't know? Or is it because he isn't interested? Which leads us to the second point, which is, how so the first is why diba now it's how and i'm not going to go into detail about the specifics of first you should do this and then you should do that because uh, first of all i'm not a woman and i think someone else might be better equipped to explain these things um and second i'm only speaking from the perspective that i have observed in my experience both personal and in the people that i have talked to and one of the things that i have seen at least is that a guy needs to know if there is a possibility. And that could be your way of making your move. Not necessarily to initiate, as in ask someone out, although that's possible. It could be to send signals that, hey, this door is open. And you know that, right? Because, yun yun eh. um, why, why won't a guy ask you out? Is it because he doesn't know or is it because he's not interested? We don't control whether he's interested or not. But we do control on whether he knows or at least, you know, would get the hint that there is at least a possibility of this going somewhere. And yung signals na yon, I think, are very important. And so for now, I'd like to leave it at that first. And <laughs> there is still so much to talk about these things, um, this subject. And like I, like I mentioned, this can be very interesting for a lot of us. But if you have any specific questions or any specific things that you would like to say or add to this discussion, feel free to send me a message on Instagram or to join our Facebook group, Not So Secular Discussions and Questions. I'm sure there will be episodes in the future where we can discuss further some of these things or maybe some of the things that are adjacent to the things that we have already discussed today. Relationships, after all, are very important when it comes to the Christian life and specifically romantic relationships. Because when you engage into a romantic relationship with someone, this is something that I always say or I often say when it comes to giving talks about the matter or when I'm talking to someone specifically about it. When it comes to romantic 
relationships, pursuing a romantic relationship with someone, it only ends in one of four ways. Okay? One of four ways lang. You get married, you break up, one of you dies, or one of you gets kidnapped, and then you never see him again. Those are the only four ways that this these kinds of relationships can work out. And I, and I understand that the last two that I mentioned are less likely to happen. So the more likely to happen is you get married or you break up. And if you are not ready for either, then you are not ready for an exclusive relationship because that is where it's bound to go eventually. And so... Thank you very much for your time, for listening all the way through. Let me know what you think of this episode. And if you would like to support the things that we are doing here on this podcast, you could go ahead to ko-fi.com slash secular. That's ko-fi.com slash secular. Your donation there would be highly appreciated and it would help us get this moving, get this continuing, and hopefully do greater things that would benefit more people. And so, with all that said, thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!